Hello and welcome back to the podcast Discipleship in Challenging Times. My name is Peter Morden and I'm from Cornerstone Baptist Church in Leeds. After the break for one episode, episode 200, we now press on with episode 201 and we return for a few days to the miracles of Jesus. Today's episode is entitled Power in Jesus' Name and our reading is Mark chapter 5 verses 21 to 43. We come to our Lord in prayer and I want to encourage us, as I've done previously, just to hold an image in our minds from the poet Lucy Shaw about a stone being polished and how that is an image of what God does with us. A rough and grey stone that is polished, that is burnished so that it catches the light. He is working on us bringing holiness into our lives, making us more like him. So let's hold that thought in our minds as we ask for God to work as we come to him in prayer. Lord, thank you that you are polishing us, that your emery powder, as it were, your sandpaper is working over us, getting rid of the rough edges, making us more and more the people that you always made us to be. Lord, as we look at your word today, we ask that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you would come and work, come and work in our lives, work on our hearts, polish us, burnish us, that we might reflect more of your light and more of your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Mark chapter 5 then, beginning at verse 21. Jesus raises a dead girl and heals a sick woman. When Jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered round him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came, and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He pleaded earnestly with him, My little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. So Jesus went with him. A large crowd followed and pressed around him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for twelve years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had, yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. Because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once Jesus realised that power had gone out from him. He turned round in the crowd and asked, Who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered, and yet you can ask, Who touched me? 
But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and, trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. While Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher any more? Overhearing what they said, Jesus told him, Don't be afraid, just believe. He did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James and John, the brother of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, Why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. After he put them all out, he took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha kum, which means, little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately the girl stood up and began to walk around. She was twelve years old. At this they were completely astonished. He gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this and told them to give her something to eat. Lovely example there at the end, I think, of Jesus' practical love. This amazing miracle has taken place, a resurrection from the dead indeed. And Jesus' love is shown by that, but his love is shown in the little details as well. His call to them, give her something to eat, she's going to be hungry. Jesus' love for us is strong and sure. He takes care of the big things and he takes care of the small things in our lives. He is interested in everything. Going to spend two days on this extraordinary reading. It's what scholars call a Marken sandwich. And so you have one event the healing, the raising from the dead of Jairus's daughter. And in the middle of that, in the middle of the sandwich, you have the healing of the woman with the bleeding. God's power is at work in both. Focus today on the woman with the bleeding. It's very, very clear in the Old Testament that someone who was bleeding in this way would have been unclean. The same, of course, with a dead body that Jesus confronts later on. Uncleanness would go out from the woman, from the dead body, to the person who was nearby, to the person who was in their presence, certainly to the person who was touching or being touched. But here something different is at work. Rather than uncleanness going out from the 
person who needed help to the one who was helping. Rather here, cleanness, power, miraculous healing, deliverance comes from Jesus to those who need it. The transfer goes in the opposite direction. Rather than Jesus becoming unclean, the person he is ministering to becomes clean. Such is the power, such is the grace, such is the mercy, such is the great and wonderful salvation that is ours in Jesus. Reach out to him today for salvation. He has the power to save and to do marvellous things in your life. We do have to reach out to him. The woman had to had faith. She went into the crowd and she touched him very deliberately and power went out from him. Of course, the absolute key is the amazing power of God to save and to do all that he wants to in our lives. A number of episodes ago, I read a quotation from C.H. Spurgeon where he said, it's not great faith so much as the great faithfulness of our God which is important. Absolutely so. God is faithful. And yet the scriptures do tell us, and Spurgeon would absolutely agree, that some faith is necessary. We need to reach out to God. Perhaps there were others in the crowd with a similar condition, but they didn't have the faith to come to Jesus and to reach out and touch him. I encourage you, as I encourage myself today, to reach out to Jesus for what you need. Maybe grace to endure in a difficult situation. Maybe grace to serve on your front line, whatever that may be for you. It may be the grace of healing, either for you or for a close family member. It may be reassurance. It may be deliverance from doubt. It could be a hundred and one or a thousand and one things. Jesus is sufficient. He has the power. Reach out to him today. Touch him and know that power released in your life. We pause to pray together. Lord, we celebrate the mighty power, the higher power, the power in the name of Jesus that streams down to us today. We thank you and we praise you, Father God, that in Jesus, it's not that he becomes unclean when he touches uncleanness, rather the holiness, the cleansing, the power, the forgiveness, the healing flows from him into his needy people. Lord, very simply we ask that we would know that power today. We pray also that there would be many in our nation who know that power as they reach out to him today and many around the world. Lord, your grace is sufficient. Your power is sufficient. We come to you, our all-knowing, all-seeing, all-powerful God, and yet the God who is interested in us deeply and intimately 
Lord, there's enough power, there's enough love, there's enough grace for everyone who comes, and yet you are interested in each one. Not a number, not a statistic, but an individual created by you and deeply loved by you. Encouraged, O Lord, we come to you today and we offer our praise and thanks and our prayers, doing so in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.